Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. I'm so glad you liked it. Me too. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Um, My cheesy polenta steak bowl. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. All day. Yes. It is a recipe. Shout out to friend Bentley Hibbard. Mm -hmm. We, when I lived in Chicago in a flop house with eight other guys, all fighting for one um, what's it called with a bed, bed couch where it's a bed couch? Oh, a futon? Futon. Yeah. Whoever got to the futon first got to sleep on a mattress. Oh my God. I can only imagine how bad that place smelled. Oof. It smelled bad. Yeah, it I smelled bet. Re- it was just a sweat, sweaty, boozy, flop cummy house. flop house. Ew. Yeah. Gross. And um, we all woke up monstrously hungover one morning and Bentley made all of us breakfast and he made cheesy polenta with slices of steak mm. and I've been craving it so much because it's such a warm, fulfilling mm. meal and it's been cold here in LA. And so I cooked you um, that and uh, and I was really excited to share with you. And I wanted to talk about the recipe a bit, but first of all, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, it was like a hug for my tummy. Yeah. It was so good. Thank you so much. And I loved the, we added some braised kale with mushrooms for like a hint of health. Yeah. And <laughs> to cut through how rich polenta and steak is yo yeah you need like a mustard green you need a kale you need some kind of bitter or acidic you need something to cut through all the butter and cheese yeah because that was a rich a rich 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 bowl yes delightful and delicious i mean i think the best part about making cheesy polenta is you don't need don't don't measure anything it's cheese it's milk it's butter it's salt and you stir and taste. You threw a knob of butter. I think you used half a stick, right? You just I used like, enough. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that knob of butter go in there with the half and half and the cheese. And I was like, oh, this is what Kenji Alt Lopez calls a almost never food. You know how he has his list? Yeah. Like he's got like his often foods and then his sometimes foods and his once in a while foods and his almost never. That was definitely an almost never bowl. <laughs> an almost never bowl. Yeah. Fucking delicious. My favorite part of it is you take your cheesy polenta. Um, we had that braised kale and those braised mm. mushrooms and a little bit of garlic. Um, what did you do? You put it in stock? You, so you braised I, it in stock? Yeah. I saute the garlic and shallot until it's just fragrant. And then I throw in the whole bag of kale. Um, I use the Tuscan kale from Trader Joe's. And then um, I just put uh, like a half a cup, maybe three quarters of a cup of stock on it to braise it and I cover it with a lid to sort of really cook it down and then pull the lid off to like let the liquid evaporate. And then the whole thing was like, it was great too because that kale, it was like near the end of its life in that Trader Joe's bag. So oh, when it had I to be it, used. It smelled like a wet fart. It was, it was not good. Yeah. And then, but then to like give it that beautiful <laughs> life and that very tasty life, but also tasty. have the stems still be a little bit crunchy but have the leaves of the kale be tender mm-hmm. really nice job mary jane oh thank you mike and the trick with it for me that is so exciting that harkened back to the chicago days is when you make that medium rare steak mm-hmm. i was very happy with the cook i made on it yes and you showed me a trick that i didn't know what trick the, how to how to test the doneness oh you don't know the palm i did steak trick yeah t- please t- say what it is because i didn't know push your thumb up and in towards your pinky yeah give it a push and there's your medium rare and always think like you want it to almost be medium rare because then when it rests it'll 
rise to that temp. So when you pull it out of the uh, oven, once you sear it in the cast iron and throw it in the oven 375, who knows how long, it depends on this, how big the cut is. Yeah, and then push into your thumb and then push into the meat and you'll know where you're at. It was perfectly cooked. Thank you. I, you know how I know it was really fucking good because I don't think either of us took a picture. <laughs> we just mouthed. We just scarfed that. We fucking scarfed yeah, it. Yeah, we did. Um, and the the last cool thing I'll say about it is the because you let that steak rest and you have all those drippings and all those juices, mm-hmm. you kind of pour that into the cheesy polenta and let those juices be its own sauce. Yeah. So, so you good. don't need a sauce. You just need three things. You need some kind of bitter herb. You need some cheesy polenta and some kind of meat. Fantastic. I I wish I could eat it every night, but I'm very glad to have had it as a treat with you. <laughs> yeah. If, you, <laughs> if you're looking for a pre-hibernation meal where you're going to sleep soundly for the next 12 hours, uh-huh. cheesy polenta with steak is the way to go. Definitely a very good way to hit that hit that tummy with a hug. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Awesome. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Culture. Cooking. Calling shit out. And um, comfort. Comfort and staying chill. Chill comfort. Being chill AF. Yeah? Always. Are you? I'm trying, man. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, I can't stay present for the life of me. It's it's tough. Staying present, I think, is the key to that comfortable chill. Mm-hmm. Just be right here, be right now, make good choices mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm so many steps ahead of what is even reality that mm. it's un, it's 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 hard for me to do so i'm looking for tips tricks anything i can stay to stay chill af do you do any breath work of any kind or like meditation work of any kind at all yeah uh especially at night mm-hmm. i wake up in this panic and start hyperventilating Whoa. and just scream at the top of my lungs oh my god i'm gonna die and then i kind of drift back off to sleep <laughs> that's your breath work. that's my breath work great <laughs> sounds cathartic <laughs> i had a dream last night uh true 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 mm-hmm. i had a dream last night that an octopus wrapped around me in the ocean and drowned me oh my god straight up and then That's i woke a... up from that and Oof. it felt so real that i really wasn't sure what was going on or where i was and uh it turns out i was in bed thank god yeah but i thought i was in the bottom of the ocean that is uh, i i don't even know i don't even know what an octopus symbolizes but obviously something grabbing up to reach you and pull you down into the darkness that's crazy 100% the interesting wow. thing is uh peter tuesdays at noon mm-hmm. um also i don't want to say expert cuz i don't know what his legal title is but a lot <laughs> of dream analysis oh interesting he, he's very um What's it called where you know a lot about something? An expert. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-uh. um, so we'll see. Oh, and you're going to hang out with Peter and uh, and talk about that dream. I have to. Yeah. That's the core of something. Fascinating. Yeah. Yes. What's your wow. breath work? Well, you know, uh, in sort of tandem with the ketamine sessions that I've been doing, I've been trying to practice some, some breath work and do some meditation and stuff. And it's, you know, for me... <clears throat> I mean, it's a practice, right? So it's like you're not getting it right. You're just doing it every day to get into the habit of something. Um, but I definitely, my brain, when I'm stressed out, definitely doesn't want to sit and meditate and breathe. And yet it is the only thing that works for me. It is the thing that calms me down. And right now, part of the work that I feel like the ketamine is really helping me with is reintegrating a part of myself that I, th- I feel like has almost been separate from me for a very long time. Like, I haven't talked too much about it on here and I don't I don't need to get into all of it, but I got a, a diagnosis of PTSD a very long time ago after a huge traumatic event. And it felt like with that event, a piece of me was sort of just like forever set apart from myself. Like I was sort of fractured in a sense and that this ketamine 
work is allowing me to some degree uh, to reintegrate that part of myself back into me, to like welcome that part of me home and be like, hey, you're okay. You can be safe in this body. I've missed you. I love you. You know, feeling feeling a little bit sorry for that, you know, part of me that was has been sort of out there. So welcoming it in with love, all that kind of stuff. I know it sounds super woo-woo, but it really does feel true. It doesn't, because like everyone's missing a piece of something. Yeah, I think. But when, that piece is orbiting you. It's just yeah, not it's still a part you. of the whole. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like when big traumatic shit happens, that that was my experience was that there was just this sort of like severing. And um and so a big part of like sitting with that and trying to integrate that piece of myself back in is trying to do some like deep breath work, meditation, at least 10 minutes, which is like not that much at all. But, you know, if I can do 10 minutes in the morning, I my day is set up for me to, d- to do much better. 10 minutes of breathing and breath work. Yeah. So there's a bunch of like I love Tara Brock. She's my favorite meditation teacher. She's got a free podcast. You can just listen to all different meditations of all different lengths. And she's fucking incredible. There's also an app called 10% Happier. That's great with a guy named Dan Harris, who was a TV news guy who was suffering horrible anxiety. And he found that meditation was key to helping him get through it. And so he's not at all woo-woo. Yeah. Um, and everything in between. But I use both of those resources. And um, yeah, just kind of hanging out, with, hanging out with my breath. Super exciting. That's honestly, <laughs> it's nice because, you know, it. Mm-hmm. The, I'm, I'm keenly aware when I forget to breathe because oh, of my God. thoughts. Yeah. And it's like, dude, your shoulders are around your ears yeah. and you're not breathing. Like yeah. your body is in this weird mode of like mm-hmm. survival, but it doesn't want to survive. Otherwise it would get more oxygen, not less. Yeah. Right. So the whole thing is topsy-turvy. And so the ability to take deep breaths, reposition myself as a present being and keenly be aware of just like life and what you can't control and all those other things. I think it starts with the fucking breath. You're completely in the right. Like, I don't want to roll my eyes at the woo of it. Everything breathes, (laughs) everything needs oxygen and oxygen is a, is a good way to stay present. So it sure is. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's helping me. It's hanging out and breathing. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Which speaking of, it's really interesting to listen to old episodes of Mm -hmm. the podcast because neither of us are breathing oh we are just like speeding through everything talking really fast i keep going <gasps> like that because i'm not getting I remember air you used to hiccup a I lot i used to hiccup all the time you dug into the archives huh yeah what did you go back and listen to like what prompted that um because i found a tiktok guy named chef reactions he's a very monotone guy who has glasses and a bald head wearing a chef's coat and he doesn't poke fun he doesn't critique he kind of just reacts to cooking videos on tiktok and I was watching them and I started at the very beginning because he blew up so quickly. And I was like, I want to see what his first chef reaction TikToks looked like. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I wonder what our first podcast sound like. Wow. Yeah. And um, we're not breathing. <laughs> <laughs> we are just racing through it. We're having a good time, though. Having a great time. Yeah. But we are not. <sighs> <sighs> Right, because you don't want to leave. Well, then I remember, too, when we started recording, we would record for hours and then take a really long time to edit everything. And you were so specific about, like, taking out any space. And I think you and I have learned that it's so much nicer to record just for one hour, have a great freewheeling conversation, not be too concerned with editing anything out necessarily. I mean, maybe if there's something that we really need to lift, like, Mm -hmm. we can, but it's a totally different ballgame because it's so much 
looser and easier and more fun now. Yeah. Uh, and everyone who used to like when we edited, sorry, man. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we just got busy lives and this is how much we can fit in. Like, I love coming to the studio to hang out with you and see Mark and like kick it. But like, I don't have... 10 or 12 hours for an hour long drop you know there were sun we come don't. up nights there of... were holy moses remember uh, when we recorded once and then we lost the whole thing and we had to re-record yeah. at like two in the morning yeah because we were dedicated i mean i i do i give us both pats on the back for being dedicated to consistently putting it out no matter what though truly agreed we haven't missed Through a week all. Yeah. Uh, even if we drop some evergreens because we're on the road yeah we've never missed a week of a drop and that 2 a.m one <laughs> we still edited it. I like remember we did a whole which one new that was thing. too. I think we talked about Laurel and Yanny, so that would have been like 2018. Oh my gosh! I f I feel like that's because I remember we had to record in my room instead of in the living room like we normally did because my um, neighbor was hammering on the wall, screaming at us to shut the fuck up because <laughs> she was an old lady and her bedroom was right next to my living room. It wasn't a great situation. No, she should have moved her bedroom. No, she was like a widow who had just lost her husband. She needed some peace and quiet. She didn't need us like smoking weed and cackling at 2 a.m. Wish you had said a joke there. Feel like an asshole. <laughs> Oopsie daisy. Sorry. Sorry. Oops, oops, oops. Um, well, that's fucking great to hear that you went back and like, at least we're having fun. Having a ball. It was a different, a different vibe. Yeah. A good vibe, I think. I hope. Yeah. I mean, we've had, we have some ride or die friends who've been hanging out with us the whole time. So thank you to well, all of our I think we're going to get to a question today from oh, one of them, right? Yeah, As we a are. little peek behind the foreshadow. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Aren't we going to get to Austin's yes. question? That would be oh. great. Oh, oh, thanks for listening, Austin. Um, can I tell you another thing real quick, though, that's been, um, I'm just going to pull this cap off of this glass blunt from Grad Labs. I, can, I don't know how to get it off. Will you get that off for me? Yeah. What were you going to talk about? Oh, I was going to say one of the things that um, I'm enjoying doing right now that's also like keeping me present and calm is, um, thank you so much, is uh, making food for Archie Moo. Because as I was sort of like reintegrating and trying to breathe and meditate and hike and schedule dates with friends and like just do a better job of being structured in my life in a, in a way that is t taking care of me. I looked at Archie and I was like, I got to take better care of you too, my friend, because um, our friend Lauren has a little dog named Charlie who's 13 and has a total kick in his step. And I was like, what's up with Charlie? Like, Charlie looks good. And she was like, I started making him his food. Um, after he had some teeth pulled, she like chose to turn, like make this home diet for him. And then I remember also Archie sometimes goes to stay with his friend Pearl, um, Kate's dog Pearl, and Kate makes... Pearl's food. And when Archie comes home from that, he's always depressed to come home because he loves mealtime with Pearl. And I was like, I'm going to do this. So I'm now using this special made for dogs, dehydrated vegetable mix with uh, ground protein. I'm using ground turkey at the moment and I'm mixing it with oil and he's getting like a freshly prepared meal for his breakfast and dinner. And he is stoked. That's awesome. Like his tail is wagging when I put his dish down and he eats all of it right up. And, you know, he's kind of like a picky eater. So, yeah, it's really nice. And even just in the week that I've been doing it, like I can see his little body is just already like looking a little nicer. That's, you know, freaking great. Are you Costcoing dog? Like all the because yeah. I mean, it's I, I the way my parents describe it is human food. Like they, right. they, they won't give any of their animals human food as they call it. And there's like a sense of pride right. that like you humans get human food and dogs get dog food, mm -hmm. but you're, you're, um, bucking the system and giving your dog human food. I am giving them human grade food anyway. Right. Yeah. It's great. 
Boy, those are nice. I like this Grav Labs. Grav? Grav Labs? Anyway, that's a little glass blunt packed, pre-packed. That's a good time. I'm not saying it. They don't sponsor us yet. (laughs) Um, So you're going to Costco? Yeah. So I went to Costco on a Friday night, which again, I don't know, the last time when you and I went to Costco was a Sunday afternoon. Never again. I mean, thank God we hotboxed the car and like went in and had no agenda and could just like like kind of like observe the insanity and not feel stressed. Yeah. Well, that was on their website. They said, if you're a new card <laughs> member and you're coming on a Sunday, Hot we recommend hotboxing in the parking lot beforehand. <laughs> Otherwise you will not make it through the store. You will. Oh my God. I, yeah, it was crazy. So I went on a Friday night, which also is don't do that ever. Understood. Very bad time to go, but I got gas. I filled up my tank for the first time at Costco prices fan-fucking-tastic. Highly recommend. And then I, um, yeah, I was just there to kind of shop for Archie and kind of like fill my, stock up my stuff too. And I got um, uh, like eight pounds of ground turkey at three bucks a pound, which I think will last him. I don't know. I'm trying to calculate. He's eating about a half a pound a day. So yeah. That's great. It's cool. I like it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And Mr. Moo is appreciative. When he comes in next time, you'll see he's looking real good. Is he? Yeah. Shiny coat. Tight yeah. skin. Shiny coat, you know, clear eyes, happy, happy smile. Great butt. His poops are looking real good. That was my next question. Mm-hmm. Are they sliding nice? They're, they're sliding real nice. They're they're like full of the, the dehydrated vegetables. So it's like, you know, like when we corn load, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. He's like, he's like his dehydrated veg mix is apparent. Nice. Um, it's good. I don't know how old Archie is, but that's great that um that he's eating well. He's to gonna make... be ten this year. Oh my gosh, Mary Jane. I know. He does not act I don't know if that's old or not, but what I will say is like it sounds like um you're in preventative phase. Definitely. Like, like Bobo is a maintenance cat. Do- like... Bobo's in palliative care. <laughs> <laughs> this poor cat who I love dearly. Um who you're related to according to your TikTok. Man, I can't believe I did that. Should we get into that for yes, a second? Absolutely. I just got blood work done. Yeah. Oh my God, who am I? Wolverine? Whoa, you can't it, even see well, it's all where the needle up. went. It's already gone. Amazing. Yeah, I have great blood. You fantastic blood. Uh-huh. And the, all the nurses came in and looked at it. The best blood. They were cooing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I had to get away from government officials who were curious about studying me. It was a whole thing at the um at the at the medical office. <laughs> Okay. So uh, I'm getting blood drawn and I'm meeting this doctor for the first time. Really good dude. Army vet who uh, was working 100 hour weeks during COVID. Oof. Yikes. I'm just going to, can I say some fucked up dark shit too? Please. Absolutely. We were talking about it because we were getting to know each other. And he was like, I'll tell you what. He was like, do you have your um, vax? I was like, yeah. And he was like, I had 30 patients because he's like, I'm an ER doctor first and foremost. Um, All 30 who didn't get the vaccine on their deathbed regretted it 30 for 30 died without Mm. getting the recommended things and he tried and he tried and he tried and he was like yeah i don't know what to tell you anymore and so i like i was like whatever you tell me man i trust you and he was like great let's get into your family history and so i said okay um and he was like do you have any problems in your family history and i was like my family does have a history of thyroid problems and then i realized that i was talking about your cat bobo (laughs) and not my family i was thinking about who my family is here in la and i was like it's you it's archie it's bobo and so then i had to tell him wait don't write that down. That's my cat. And then he goes, he goes, oh, what? And I was like, he's an old cat. He's 20. He has thyroid problems. He's like, okay, yeah. but what about you? Yeah. Someone you know is on thyroid medication, but it's not a human that is related to you. Yeah. He has bit me. I might have a couple of superpowers oh, from shit. him. Oh, shit. Definitely. Yeah. But it was a nice, it was a nice way to bond with my new doctor oh, over my, um, so good. my family history. What's your TikTok handle? 
uh at glazer jokes is comedy and at glazer mike is food whoa i'm doing a double so that i can separate them one of yeah uh, glazer mike is food like trying burgers trying sandwiches things like that and just giving fun reviews um and then glazer jokes is not stand up because I'm walking down the street, but I'm telling jokes from my act, but I'm putting them into re- real life. I love it. Because I think it's more interesting and active to be out in the world than watch another person holding a microphone. It's a good time. Yeah. I highly recommend everyone should give it a follow. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, uh, the, yeah. So um, no no thyroid problems here. No thyroid problems. That's just old Bobo on his <laughs> protein. What, he's got a prescription kidney diet. I give him Miralax for his like as a laxative as a stool softener he gets a thyroid medication pill for m- breakfast and dinner he has gabapentin as a painkiller when it's necessary when his old bones hurt him and um there's something else i have there's another medication in there it's a lot like i said palliative care you're so- running a one person nursing home I spend... like if we have a bunch of cruise ship if, <laughs> if we, a lot of our listeners love a cruise ship they're yeah. probably like nodding along like yep gabapentin yep, yep you need gabapentin some of that you need a... maybe some glutamine for the joints just might oh, write glu- in glucosamine that's the other thing he's on glucosamine so you're so right so like if you're an old cat and you live with me you're very lucky yeah i you know he's the second cat that i've had that's lived this long so oh that's the geriatric cats love me i'm a sucker i'm a patsy unbelievable so i had yeah i looked at archie's sweet little face and i was like buddy i'm doing everything for this cat and myself let's get you on the list now now all of us are feeling pretty holistic and cool nice i mean they are vips they are vips very important pets yes yeah speaking of very important pets did i tell you the uh yeah i did tell you this the crazy thing that happened the other day that i'm gonna make a sandwich about it actually um about the lost dog in my neighborhood uh, Where? one it's <laughs> at it's the mail for me yeah for this video that you're about to talk about more yes. i would assume this is going to be the um extended cut of what you're going to put online it might be i might have by the time this airs i may have already made a sandwich about it i'm not sure but uh i just had this like infuriating experience with this dude <laughs> because there was a so i'll try and keep it short I was out walking Archie one morning. This woman runs past me and she's like, have you seen a dog run this way? My husky has got loose. And she was looking for him like crazy. And I was like, no, I haven't. But let me take your phone number really quickly because I'm out on this walk. And if I see it, I'll give you a call. We exchange numbers. She runs off. She's you know been out looking for this dog for at least an hour, she says. And this dog is just looping, panicked. And you're near a busy street. Where, yeah, I'm near Melrose and Fairfax. So it's like, it's no joke. You know, there's a lot of traffic and super scary to lose your dog. That's your, your family. Yeah. It's like losing a child. So um, some would say worse. <laughs> some would say worse. <laughs> so anyway, as uh, I keep walking, I see other neighbors, and now all of us, like the whole neighborhood, is sort of coming out together, and we're all looking for this dog. And you know, she went that way, and I'm like, okay. So then I text the owner, like citing it, uh, you know, wearing and Genesee or whatever. And anyway, so I take another turn. I walk down to the end of another street and I see this guy stopped and I can see him looking at something and I'm like have you seen the dog and he's like I'm looking at her right now she just dove into that bush he's got eyes on this dog I've got eyes on the bush I call the owner and I'm like I give her the coordinates and she's like okay I'll be right there 
And then this other woman comes walking up and she's like, I got some chicken. I just ran home and I grabbed some chicken out of the fridge. And we're like, okay, so you've got chicken to get the dog. And then this other woman comes walking up and she's like, I, I just ran home and got an extra leash. We're like, we've got this so held. We are holding this dog until the owner shows up. And then this car drives up, screeches to a halt in the middle of the intersection, throws open the door. This guy leaps out. There's a car behind him who's like, excuse me. And he just turns around and he screams, go around. And we're all like, what, what the fuck is happening? And he runs up and he's like, where's the dog? Where's the dog? And we're like, like, as I've described, we are holding the space for this terrified animal that is in this bush. And he's like, there's a lot of, and he, we're like, no, no, she's in the bush. We've called the owner. We explain everything that's going on. He crashes into the bush. He starts, and we're like, oh my God, this isn't his dog. This is just like some it's guy. It's not his dog. Not his dog. Oh, I assumed this is like the- um... No. Wow. This is not his dog. He crashes into the bush, startles this dog. We can hear him kind of, and then he's like, give me the chicken. And the woman with the chicken like reaches into the bush and hands him the chicken. He's like, hand me the leash. He does all this stuff. And then the owner runs up and he comes out of the bush with this dog. And he's like, I got your dog for you. And we were like, what? It was so crazy. And then he immediately started retelling the story about himself as he was standing there. And he's like, well, I saw the dog was lost. And then I came up and everyone was just standing here. Nobody's doing anything. And I was like, bro, we were doing everything. We were holding the space for this scared animal until her owner showed up so she could be the one to coax this animal out of the bushes as it should have been. You didn't make anything better. And now you're positioning yourself as some total fucking savior. Like it was quite... The um, dude move, I got to say. Dude fucking move. Yeah. Fuck that dude. Yeah, fuck that dude. I mean, it's man, not all men, right? Not all men. No, but fuck like, that. I would have lost my fucking mind at that guy. Are you out of your mind? I was Are like, you out of your mind? Also, the, yeah, not to talk about like, rude. I don't know, can dogs have trauma? Dogs can have trauma, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So that dog is like haunted by bushes and men now. Like, yeah. what the fuck? That's crazy, Mary she, Jane. It was just so like inappropriate and the fact that like he did this dramatic move of screeching to a halt in the middle of the intersection flinging open the door screaming at the woman behind it like the whole thing was so over the top i was just like i hope i never see you again i hope i never see you again do you live in the neighborhood i really hope not i dislike you greatly God damn. I can only imagine <laughs> the woman holding the chicken, like holding it in her hand and just kind of watching this train wreck of a dude yeah. crashing around, thinking he's handling it oh and God. then stealing the valor of the neighborhood. He's a neighborhood valor thief. Uh, well, the owner of the dog texted me afterwards and did thank me. And I think she she knew what was up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, and Kaya the Husky is fine. So whew. wow, it was a happy end to, a, you know, a crazy hour. That's going to be a great sandwich. Yeah. I don't know. Now that I've told you the story on the podcast, I'm like, is it a sandwich? It might not be a sandwich. I don't know. That sounds like misogyny to a T. It sounds like a dude who's a real piece of shit thinking he has to handle everything. Yeah. So that, so that, um, because nobody else knows how or what to do. Yeah. All these women are just standing around. I need to do something. I was like, okay. All right, bro. That reminds me of, um, every single time somebody would have made, like done all the work on a project. And then, oh, yeah. and then like the star athlete slides in, puts his name on it. And then the teacher's like, oh, gobble, 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 gobble. Yeah. You know? Fuck, it happens so often, right? Where, you know, credit is just given to the wrong person because they're like good looking or the loudest. The loudest. Right? The loudest. The loudest. Hmm. 
Yikes Amundo. That's the name of his podcast. The loudest. <laughs> it's me. I'm the loudest. <laughs> Listen and look over here to me. It's me. <laughs> um, this is a good place to get to some news. Yeah, let's get to the news this week. All right. The, the Grublet Gazette. The Grublet Gazette this week is... Uh, Ziggy is a proud boy. What? Who's Ziggy? The cartoon. What are you talking about? He's a bald little cartoon character. Yeah, with the... Okay. Yeah. Is that the news this week? That Where he's a proud did that boy? come from? Is that something that's actually happening in the zeitgeist, or did you just make that up? I'm making it up, but I do believe Ziggy. it could happen. Where the fuck did you think of Ziggy from? Uh, my parents had paintings of him all over our house. Magic Eye and Ziggy paintings. What the hell, man? That's what that my walls were covered deep in. Deep cut. I was yeah. like, Z I haven't thought of Ziggy in... 25 years i don't produce remarks like where is mike's brain it's like the octopus dredged that up from the depths and stuffed that in your ear 100 huh? percent. ziggy is a proud boy yep that's the news okay <laughs> well there you have it that's the grubble gazette <laughs> what is the news it's uh no this the news is uh from marijuana moment at marijuanamoment.net and the headline is that Washington senators have stripped the a psilocybin bill of major provisions and advocates are blaming the governor. So a Washington state Senate committee approved a massive overhaul to a psilocybin services bill and gutted sections that would have legalized uh, psilocybin in Washington state. Reform advocates are saying that uh, it's the governor's fault that this got stripped. And basically, this bill would have allowed people to use psilocybin as medicine and it would have allowed people legal access to it. And now, instead of regulating or legislating any of that, they've just said that the bill will be able to um, look at ways in order to implement that sometime down the road. It's 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 aiming now to, quote, provide advice and recommendations on developing a comprehensive regulatory frame. Like just <laughs> what? What you're saying is uh, not now. Not now. Yeah. Kick the can down the road, punt it over. We're going to make this toothless. We're going to make it useless. So now Washington state citizens who were hoping that they would have access, like right to the south, Oregon has regulated the use of psilocybin legally for Oregon residents or for anyone in Oregon. So, but it's not happening in Washington because of, um, you know, politics. Law, somebody not getting the amount of money they think they deserve to pass that law. Who knows? That's what I always think it is. Right. Yeah. I always it is. think I it's mean, like follow the money always. Yeah. yeah right. Sure. I, I always sure. think it's like, oh, well, if you want this, then I want that. And then when you don't get this, then you're like, well, then nobody gets anything. Yeah. Nobody scratched my taint. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I have a wide, thirsty taint. My taint is thick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck these people. <laughs> Fuck these people so much. Yeah. Especially um, as so many people are using... Jesus Christ, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the... Uh, uh, like, what is it called when you're the spokesperson at a conference? Like the... Keynote? Keynote. Mm -hmm. Aaron, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be the keynote at a psychedelic conference coming up. Oh, no doubt. He's been super open about his use of psychedelics, right? He's yeah. like the dude from the Packers. Uh, yes. QB from the... See how I know things about football? Mm -hmm. And you didn't ask. You just told me exactly the facts. Yep. That's right. <laughs> I know all about football. <laughs> football, right? It's called... It's... Yeah. That's with the pigskin. <laughs> Got it. So Aaron Rodgers is doing that. There was somebody else who just retired. Um, I can't remember who they are from the NFL. And the first question they were asked was like, are you so excited to finally smoke weed? Mm. They were like, I've never tried it. I can't wait. And also they started getting into CTE and how it seems like cannabis is a really great, um, like it's great medical use for mm -hmm. things like CTE. So like all of these people are coming out doing this, like taking these plants, doing yeah. things to take care of themselves, doing speaking 
out loud about it. And then these goddamn politicians are, um, you know, just dragging their feet because it's not worth it to them yet. Or maybe they're trying to who knows why? But knows at the why, end of the yeah. day, you're not making anything different for the better. It's so infuriating. It's so interesting. Yeah, there there was a just a big piece um, in the New York Times about ketamine, therapeutic ketamine, and um, how some people how like it's just exploded evidently during the pandemic because of telehealth and the fact that you can get it prescribed to take it home, as I have been doing. Um, and that some people are reporting uh, issues with it. There have been reports of people having bladder control issues and um, some other people reporting trouble with addiction. And it's such a shame because, um, you know, this this whole situation with like being able to use things like this therapeutically at home are always going to come with someone's going to have a bad experience or, you know, but then politicians will seize on that, you know, one person having, or, you know, anecdotally several people, according to this article, having adverse effects yeah. will seize on it to like take it away from people. There was that, that it was expressed in the article too. They were like, we're worried that, you know, politicians are going to hear about people having this bad experience and then, you know, schedule it on that that fucking schedule, the CSA, Controlled Substances Act. Motherfuckers. Meanwhile, yeah. I don't hear you saying shit about opioids. Or I it is hear- scheduled rather, but it's it's a lower schedule. Sorry. Okay. I wanted to crack myself on that. Good clarification yeah. as a journalist in a fellowship program. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. God damn it. Well, um, that's a real shit news story, Mary Jane. It's a bummer. Um but also, you know, the silver lining of it is that there is a state initiative to legalize psilocybin. I mean, we've come a long way. Yeah. Right? So yes, yes, but yes, the more we dive deep into the news, and the more I learn from you, and the more I'm finding trusted sources to read information about everything from psychedelics to cannabis, and da, 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 um, the more I'm like, man. I don't know if I want it to be anything to be legal. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, I want everyone out of prison and nothing to be legal. It should all just be decriminalized. Yeah. Right? As they did in Portugal. Oh, and By all accounts, it's going great. Yeah. They just decriminalized everything across the board. It's a personal responsibility and it's treated as a health issue. If you have, a, you know, addiction or you're struggling with substance disorder or whatever, it's, it's, it's a health issue. It is not a criminal act as it should be, right? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Decrim all day. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. What's on the table? Oh, I found this just like this was, I mean, fucking LA, right? Like the things that you find on the street. There's always good furniture in my neighborhood. Yes. Weirdly, like beautiful pieces of furniture just put out on this. There was a dollhouse on my block the other day that I would have killed for when I was a kid. Yeah. Beautiful. It wasn't the hereditary one, was it? No. (laughs) Man, that was such a good movie. Uh, I would have definitely not brought that home. Oh, don't bring home the... If it's the hereditary dollhouse, don't bring that home. Yeah, I don't need any more entities in my house. I just got rid of the one I had. (laughs) (laughs) So this is called The Higher Taste. I found it on on a stoop. It's a guide to gourmet vegetarian cooking and a karma-free diet, and it is over 50 famous Hare Krishna recipes. Hold it to the camera. There is a blurb on the back on from none other than Sir Paul McCartney, who is a famous famous vegetarian. Thank you, Mark. I don't know where to hold things because I, I don't know how cameras work. Focus, focus. I didn't know Paul um, McCartney was a Hare Krishna. He's a vegetarian, like oh. famed, famed non-meat eater for a very long time. Yes. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I just wanted to bring it in and like go through some of these uh, recipes to see if you and I wanted to ever make any. Or if this is just going to be a silly, fun thing to look at. Well, if the theme of this is breathing, I do think like karmically positive recipes would benefit my life. 
You yeah. Know? I don't know anything about the Hare Krishnas though, except I've seen them in airports and I know their their garb. Like I know their yeah. outfits, but I don't know if they're good or bad I, people. I don't know their whole thing. I do know that they're relentlessly made fun of because maybe they seem like they're a cult. Well, um, I always see them like when I was visiting New York, I saw them in Union Square mm-hmm. a lot and things like that. And they seemed like they were. Oh, look, the third thing I looked up Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna meaning uh-huh. Hare Krishna cult. Oh, so there you go. let's click. Let's on, dive into. Should I just click on cult? Yeah, please. OK, let's go for it. This is now a comedy <laughs> cannabis and cult podcast, <laughs> which is it. essentially every cult podcast that's every every cult podcast yes we have some friends with some podcasts that talk about cults and uh, they also are very funny and smoke weed so (laughs) (laughs) so if i just go on google and you know how people ask Mm -hmm. is Hare krishna a religion or cult the international society for krishna consciousness Uh known colloquially colloquially as the Hare krishna movement is a Hindu religious organization. Okay. That's probably written by them, though, I'm yeah, guessing. <laughs> written by Hari. Like, if you go Who's to Scientology.org, they're like, we're great. Yeah. Definitely not a cult. <laughs> In big letters. Yeah. We rock. And no, we don't, um, like, traffic people into billion-year servitude or kidnap people's wives and disappear them. Um, before we get into that podcast, it's a big tangent because I'm very high. Mm-hmm. The person we were hanging out with last week, uh, Harry... Zabrowski uh-huh. from Last Pod on the Left. Oh, yeah. That was so cool to meet him. They just did a podcast all about the leader of Scientology and how he's wanted for all kinds of crimes. And now he's yes. like jet setting around the world, never staying in one place long enough that he could be pinpointed and arrested. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like the rest of his life will be lived on the lamb. And he, he is just the was served. It's so funny that you bring Whoa, that up. Really? I thought he dropped like just a couple of days ago that they finally found him and they consider him served with that. the papers for whatever that suit is yeah yeah massive yeah that Uh, guy is bad news okay so it sounds it's so um uh it's a the Hare krishna is a western outgrowth of the proper of of the popular bengali yoga tradition Mm -hmm. uh which began in the 16th century and wow uh, so it's an old practice yeah i don't feel like reading any more this is a little long but what kind of foods in there okay well i just wanted to read i just flipped it open to the first thing that my eye caught my eye and it says vegetarians are also committing violence (laughs) i'm just gonna read this paragraph can i have anything (laughs) yeah right dude you mean oh i'm killing this carrot the carrot's screaming uh sometimes the question is put before us you ask us not to eat meat but you are eating vegetables do you think that is not violence The answer is that eating vegetables is violence, and vegetarians are also committing violence against other living entities because vegetables also have life. Non-devotees are killing cows, goats, and so many other animals for eating purposes, and a devotee who is a vegetarian is also killing. That is the law of nature. Um, One living entity is the life for another living entity, but for a human being, that violence should be only committed as much as necessary. Okay, so that's a bummer. I'm not going to go into this book. (laughs) Burn it. That you're killing, no matter what, you're killing shit and ter- it's terrible. And don't enjoy any meals because of it. Don't ever enjoy a meal. You're a murderer. If you eat, you're a murderer. You're a murderer. Yeah. Wow. Well, no thanks. Ew. For that book. But it's karma free? Yeah. No, this is a bunch of bull I, I know. Shit. And I was, I was initially attracted to it because it's called The Higher Taste. And I was like, oh, sweet. Like an infused book of like fun wheat. And then I was like, oh no, it's just a super bummer about the Hare Krishna. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> oh, did, did that book find you at a time in your life when you no. were vulnerable? <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it down. No, stop. We're not going to go there. Well, I think we should do that segment every week. Yeah. Oh, super bummer. Um, 
Hare Krishna stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Do you think uh, Paul McCartney knows that he's on the back of that book? Because I guarantee you they found a pull quote that he had said somewhere else and used it without his permission. You're so right. That's so funny. I, I was just it. looking at this and I was like, oh, fancy that Paul McCartney endorsed this. You're so right. This is just something he said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way that book is big enough or he would ever put his name on there. That yeah. is that is some like somebody Googled like he, famous vegetarian and yep. slapped it on the back so of the book. You're so right. That's so fucking perceptive. Yeah. It says, has a quote is, if anyone wants to save the planet, all they have to do is just stop eating meat. That's the single most important thing you could do. It's staggering when you think about it. Vegetarianism takes care of so many things in one shot. Ecology, famine, cruelty. Definitely something Paul McCartney said, not to the uh, people who put out this book. So. Nope. Correct. I'm going to call him. Yeah. Give him, give him, give him a buzz. I'm going to bring down the Akari Krishnas through Paul McCartney's quote. Sir Paul, quote. shut it down. Shut it down, baby. <laughs> That's wild. I know. Fucking Paul. Yeah. Um, I wanted to um, shout out uh, our friend Christina while I'm thinking of it. If you're not following Fruit and Flower... Um, she has an amazing newsletter and it's rolled into my inbox a few times now. And I'm always so excited to open it up because she, she's a great writer. She has like recipes about how to become a home cook for infused foods and making great edibles and like how to make your fats and how to, you know, like very big, like 101 stuff, which is so important. So, um, check out fruitandflower.co and sign up for Christina's newsletter. It's fantastic. She's just putting up great stuff. Great stuff. Great stuff. And I like her pictures. She's a good photographer too. Her She's newsletter. Good at everything. Yeah, right. Like, what is she not good at? She grows all of her own stuff and like makes the most beautiful cakes and pies. And sorry, I cut you off because you were also talking about how great she is. I like her more. <laughs> She's my friend. <laughs> You're so I just got excited. I got excited. I like her so much. We know so many incredible people. Yeah. I feel so fortunate to have been connected to such cool people through this pod yeah hanging with you and meeting like some of the folks who we know now it's dope can i talk about how can i move you make me think about something i saw probably four nights ago i saw two couples leaving a restaurant that were on a double date mm -hmm. and you could see each person in the relationship's dynamic as they left oh that's so interesting and it was abysmal i will never oh. go on a double date okay i do not know i've talked about this on here i feel like so many times about double dates about how awful a double date is in my mind i don't know who to talk to huh. i don't know how long to talk to them i don't know if i'm allowed to talk to the girlfriend slash wife and oh. if i do am i allowed to make a joke or is that gonna make it seem like i'm flirting next to my part like the whole thing is a nightmare and then how does the bill work and what are we going to eat are we all going to share everything do you want to go out afterwards the huh. whole thing sucks i don't double date okay. and i saw these people leave this restaurant the two girls hugged or the two women hugged had a great time made a joke next to each other the guys one of them made the motion to hug and the other one made the motion to do a like handshake uh -huh. and so they settled on like kind of a bro the, clap. Like, the shoulder the hit shoulder kinda? hit yeah, oh, yeah. all right guys and then one of the guys made it said something like hey that was a great time we should do it again uh-huh and then the other guy said yeah well next time you pick up the whole bill i'm just kidding and then like he laughed real hard and then his wife or girlfriend looked at him and rolled her eyes mm -hmm. like there was just these positions of power oh, and dynamics yeah 
through the goodbye that I saw within like 26 seconds. Mm -hmm. And it made me feel so bad for all of them in that situation because all they were going to do is get back in their cars with their partners and talk mad shit about the other ones. Okay. That was the the vibe you were feeling. It wasn't, it didn't feel equitable. It didn't feel like just four friends hanging. It It seemed like a bad time. It seemed like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a lot of flexing. Mm. It was a lot of, I'm just joshing you, you piece of shit. No, I'm just kidding. You're fine for a guy. Like, yeah. So um, anyway, thank you for letting me explain that long winded. I was just so high and I just saw these like threads of status and power between all of them and none of it looked fun. I feel you on that. It's so, so interesting to what, yeah, observing relationship dynamics in public is one of my favorite things to do. I sat next to a couple the other night. I took myself out. One of my favorite things to do, had dinner by myself with a glass of wine and a book so nice. Um, there's and it's legal. You can do that. It's legal as a woman. I'm allowed to do it. And it doesn't mean that I am like a barren tumbleweed of sadness. <laughs> it's actually like a fucking amazing thing that makes me happy. So I, uh, yeah, I was, I'm reading a great book that, uh, our friend Jordan gave me and, um, I was having a bowl of delicious, uh, Vaduvan curry mussels and a fantastic glass of Chenin Blanc. And there was this couple sitting next to me and yeah, just sitting at a tube top, sitting at, by myself next to a two top. I couldn't help but just like kind of observe their whole thing. And oh boy, it's hard to be in, in anything, any kind of relationship to anyone. Nobody should ever be in public talking. No. <laughs> Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Especially if you know the other person. Yeah. Oh, don't have conversations don't have in public? Don't have any conversations in public because somebody's listening and somebody's going to know everything about you. Yeah. Based, They're going to know your weaknesses, your strengths. Oh, I learned a lot. And then on the other side, there were two women, two female friends who were also engaging in some kind of weird friendship status play. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's fucking hard to be alive in an, any kind of relationship. Real serious question for you. Yeah. How many goodbyes on average mm. do you think you say before you leave a gathering? How many goodbyes on average? It depends on the gathering and how close Let's say I you're going to, to dinner with a friend or two friends or something like that. Mm-hmm. How many times do you say goodbye? How many times do you um, do you leave before uh, you actually leave? I say goodbye to each person that I care about once. <laughs> and then you walk away. Yeah. Unheard of. What are you talking about? So many people, goodbye, double hug, make a joke, chat on the sidewalk. Oh, God, no, nightmare. Say goodbye again. Yeah. Somebody else chimes in, Uh, a fake idea to make new plans in the future, goodbye again, one more joke, one more hug. Oh, my God. And then a triple goodbye, and then two people have to still walk the same direction. Like, all my hair just fell out. What are you talking about? That's so stressful. Shut up. Get away from me. What it's so funny that you're talking about goodbyes though, because I just had a crazy experience where I was with a group of friends, and um, there's this one person that I just don't know all that well, but I've always sort of liked, and um, but don't know all that well, and I thought that they liked me too, and they said goodbye to every other person at the gathering except for me. Why? Like walked past me to say goodbye to the person on one side of me, and then went to the person on the other side, but and then specifically, I was like, oh, this feels hard, like this feels specific. And I don't know, like we'd all been smoking and hanging and it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a professional setting. It wasn't like I was required to be formally saluted, but it was, I definitely clocked it. And I was like, that's interesting. Counterpoint? Yeah. Did you make an effort to say goodbye to them? Yes, I stepped forward and like tried to make eye contact and was about to like, even maybe go in for a hug. So maybe that person just decided they didn't like my vibe and they didn't they didn't want to say goodbye to me. Wow. Man or woman? Uh, woman. Women don't like each other. 
I have phenomenal female friends and so many of them. So yeah. that is not true. Okay. But maybe this person, this woman just doesn't like women or doesn't like, I don't know. I don't want to project on, I don't know what her experience was, but it felt weird. Yeah. Also, did you crush the night? Did I crush the night? Like yeah. in the friend group? Did yeah. I like... Did you have a good showing as a part of the friend group? Um, I would give myself uh, like an A minus. Yeah, you crushed I the night. I did pretty well. Uh-huh. Because it is a little competition. You want people walking away having memories <laughs> of you crushing the night, right? I shared some stories. I set some other people up to share their stories. I feel like I did the job of... I was. I did the good middling. Mm-hmm. What's the show where they're like... Is Curb. It so yeah. Curb. Curb your enthusiasm <laughs> where they talk about being a great middle. Yeah. I did a good job of middling. Um, didn't Sounds like they were focus. jealous of you crushing the night. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I, I would like to attribute it to them just being so high that like they forgot, but um, it felt specific. Yeah. If you've so. ever been slighted or crushed the night, let us know. <laughs> I'd love to hear some <laughs> stories like that. What does it mean that this person didn't say goodbye to me? And now I'm like, oh, no, because I know them. We're going to see each other out in the world. Yep. Also, you're thinking about it way more than they are. Oh, yeah, for sure. But also you crushed the night. So why not have like one little thing to irk you? And that- then, I, you know what I, t- I did for myself? And this is something new that I've learned. Another thing that I'm putting into place as I'm like structuring and reintegrating, I just immediately muted them on everything. Yes. I was like, I just don't need them to live in my head. Yes. So. Nice. They're not, except for right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey. (laughs) Except for right now. (laughs) And now? And now? And no, no, it's fine. It's totally fine. I I wanted to bring up a couple more things here. Oh. Ooh. What? What you got? So I thought it was really funny. Um, Was that because we've recorded two episodes today, is the top of this one where I talked about steak and cheesy polenta? Yes. Okay. Um, Because... (laughs) A little behind-the-scenes moment there for everyone. (laughs) You know, uh, we're in Alaska. I'm in Montana. Yeah, we're all over the place. Come on. Um, So you brought over cream, half and half, for the cheesy polenta. That's right, I did. Um, And you left it at my place accidentally because you use it in your coffee every morning. Mm -hmm. And it made me laugh because I love, like... Uh, I can't remember what movie I was watching, but uh, she leaves panties behind <laughs> after like a one night stand and the guy finds them the next day and he's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, I was like, is Mary Jane's move with dudes to like leave, leave cream, cream in behind? your fridge? I, yes. This is what, if, I, if I think that I want to come back to your house and I need to find a way in, I'm going to leave cream in your fridge. <laughs> That's great. That's so funny. Yeah. That's great. Because yeah. honestly, no, I don't know any dude who's like, oh, I want those like old panties. Like it's not. Oh, you I've know? Had I don't know. Truly, dudes steal my underwear. Really? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, it is a thing that some guys are actually super, super, super into. Well, and I'm, I've... I'm way more into like a ribeye that was accidentally <laughs> left behind. <laughs> yeah, I knew my move with you is I'm going to leave cream at his house so he'll invite me back so that I can examine the contents of his fridge. No, it's in there. <laughs> it, would that be your number one thing? to leave behind uh in in like a in like a setting where you're like i want to come back to this person's place i'm into them would you leave what 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 are your leave behind your top three including not just food okay i i actually think the the it's i'm enjoying this i think the half and half is actually kind of a great move 
because it's so sort of like pedestrian, like it's not suggestive at all, mm -hmm. although it is cream. So there's that <laughs> cream corner. Um, but yeah, I guess if I wanted to be suggestive, I would do like a pack of like all beef franks <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah. Some sexy food. I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I left a dozen oysters in your fridge. Can I just come back and get them? Nice. Uh, you know, although that's like two on the Oh, nose. I left a seafood tower yeah. in your living room. It's I just, totally Yeah, spaced. just a dozen lobsters in a box under your sofa. <laughs> so you heard them clicking around. Um and then I think I would leave, I don't know, um, uh, weed, weed probably would be a great thing to leave at someone's house that would make, you know, you could invite yourself back. Yes. And weed makes me think you could, now you have a text initiation because you yeah. can be like, yo, I left that weed. Help yourself. Hope you enjoy. Yeah. Please enjoy. Right. Which yes. allows you to open up the convo for hopefully future holdings. Yes. Yeah. Totally. What would you leave? Uh, ben and Jerry's. Okay, now. I think like an unopened pint. Oh my God. Would if... be a real nice move. Like you didn't get to dessert that night. And I, ooh, I forgot this ooh. like. I would be like, he, he's in love with me. <laughs> 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 Definitely. <laughs> he's, he's in love with me. I... Unopened pint of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, how would you feel if a dude left like condoms at your place? Um... I don't know. Fine. Not not like titillated or anything. Right. Okay. So that's not hot. No, that's like leaving a toothbrush. Got it's it. It's like, you know, it's just kind of like hygiene. Like to, I don't think it's sexy. Okay. Um, if you left like a... We need to be sponsored by Blue Chew because this is where I would make a Blue Chew <laughs> joke and tell you a code. A what joke? Do you know Blue Chew? No. It's like uh, it's Viagra through the mail. Blue Chew? Yeah, I think it's probably made by like, Mark, shut up. I'm high. <laughs> anyway, what else would I leave? Um, Blue Chew? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like, oh, he's got ED. Okay. No, I've never tried Viagra. It makes me nervous. Yeah. I have such, I have so much blood that I worry. You like, would just explode. I would just explode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I'm I'm in the top 0.1% of uh, blood amount. Best blood. Best blood. <laughs> Nurses were cooing. Um <laughs> What else? What else would be good to leave? I think you nailed it. Like, um, I don't think I would leave boxers or anything like that. I think it's different for dudes. Yeah. Um, I guess panties make sense, though. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Yeah. Creams and panties. Uh, creams and panties <laughs> and weed. Great. And, you know, maybe a book. I don't know. Like, I definitely when I was like a teenager, I would like try and make sure that like the boy that I liked would like accidentally take some of my homework home, you know, like if we were working on a project together or whatever, sometimes I would like put something in his take home part of the project that I would then need to like call him about. Uh-huh. Definitely a ruse that I used. That's brilliant. Sure. Yeah. Wow. You're a real born ultimatum. Oh yeah. I was, whew, I was like a, like the second that I realized I was really into boys, I was, I was real into boys. Like it all happened. I remember the feeling of walking around in that young body, just like on fire all the time, just yeah. like thinking, you know, obsessing about Jason Evans. Oh my God, what is he going to wear today? Which way is he going to part his hair? His jeans are so cool. He rolls up the cuffs so cool. He wears topsiders. Oh my God. Maybe I'll run into him next to the locker. Jason Evans, Jason Evans. It was ridiculous. Meanwhile, dudes are like, Ugh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like <laughs> jerk off into this sock. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, like so much smarter than us at that time. Yeah, I mean, like you we know. are, we just like we stink and we're horny, 
And that is like our existence. So do girls, though. Don't get that wrong. Girls stink and are horny, too. I just don't know any guys who were like savvy enough to hide homework like you're bugging Will Smith (laughs) in that one movie from 2006. I learned some tricks. I don't know where where I came up with them, but I was a devious little... Yeah. Pubescent. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Very nice. Yep. Still up to the same tricks, leaving cream in fridges and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Last question for you then okay. on that, because we're talking about like dynamics of relationships and couples and all those things that I saw or leaving things. What is your leftover policy either on a date oh. or if you were eating at somebody's place and there were leftovers, would you expect to take things back to your place? Would you expect them to say, you take this to-go food and we'll split it? What's your uh, dream scenario when it comes to extra food? My dream scenario is that they would offer and I would be able to make the decision contingent on their offer. Like if they'd made a huge bolognese and I knew there were going to be delicious leftovers, that when I was leaving, they would say, you should take some with you. And then I would be like, I'd love to. You would say yes to that? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What do you think? I I think my initial response to everything is no, because I don't want anyone to hold bolognese over my head because I'm a fucking maniac. (laughs) And I know that. But then once I get through my no session, of course. Yes. Of course. Of course. It's so nice. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's caring. Totally. What about in a restaurant? Would you get food to go and take back with you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Doggy bag always. Always. Yeah. Cool. Because even if it's not for me, Mr. Moo would appreciate it. Oh, of course. Yeah, because I actually have a dog, so (laughs) (laughs) I like to share. Sometimes I come home, like I'll get, if like I have a steak out and there's a piece left, I come home and everybody has steak and it's so nice. You hear everyone chomping? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the smackies. Yeah. Those little animal smackies. It's so nice when they eat at the same time and everything's quiet and there's just chomping. It's the greatest. That's very sweet. It is sweet. They're very sweet. Huh. My fam. Nice. Um, and mine. I, yeah. I, I My doctor knows. <laughs> do you want to get to Buds of the Week? Yeah, let's get to Buds of the Week. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. Okay. Um, my Bud of the Week is everyone needs to go follow. I have to look it up, but it's Micropreneur Podcast. Um, Dennis at Micropreneur Podcast is doing um, like... I was going to say God's work, but I don't want to bring God into it, but he's just making super funny satirical videos about psychedelics, the psychedelic community, psychedelic organizers and educators and industry leaders. And it's funny and it feels important, especially right now um, with psychedelics on the rise in the, in the cultural conversation to, you know, have a great time poking fun at all of it while informing, you know, in a way that I think you and I especially like, that's why we started this podcast was like to talk about serious stuff while having a great time. I think it's the best way to get people to pay attention to things you care about. It is. It is. So um, at Micopreneur Podcast um, on Instagram, it's Dennis Walker is his name. We had the fabulous opportunity of meeting and hanging out with him at the Okadellin Psychedude, it's confirmable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the DMT just kicked in. Um, We did the Oakland Psychedelics Conference um, that Reggie at Oakland Hyphae had us um, come up for. And we met Dennis and hung out. And he's just funny and cool. And he has this podcast and he's making cool content. So give him a follow. Such a good butt of the week. And I want him to come on the pod. We had him scheduled at one point. He needed to reschedule. So Dennis, if you're listening, next time you're in town. Please. Yeah. Quit going to Portugal or whatever you're doing. Yeah, I think, yeah, he went to Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. Quit leaving and come here. What the fuck? My butt of the week this week week is Rickonia. Um, At Rick, O-N-I-A, Rickonia. It's Ricky Smith. Um, So 
a mutual friend recommended me to do this Celebrity Chef Food Desert charity event. And the whole thing is headed up by Ricky Smith. Um, the man has dedicated himself to like fixing food deserts. Um, Ohio is a deep part of his life. Uh, half my family lived in Ohio. And so I would visit there all the time. Shout out to my uncle. He was the principal of a high school mm. uh, near Cleveland. And um, so he started a nonprofit called Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere or Rake. And through that, there's going to be a dinner and deserts uh, celebrity charity event. I'm going to do some stand-up, a bunch of other great stand-ups, trying to get rid of food deserts everywhere. And um, he's a great guy. And so if you want to follow him, if you want to donate, if you want to do anything, go to Rick Onia on Instagram. Fucking cool. And I'm excited to check that event out when Good you perform. Yeah. 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 Should we wrap it up with some dates since we're talking about um, oh, sure. dates, dates, dates? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, they are in these cookies that I didn't think I would like because they're vegan, but yeah. uh, the sugar comes from dates. It's, it's delicious. Don't ever use those gross fake sweeteners like sucralose and shit. This is yummy. Dates are the greatest. Man, my parents still use pink packets in their coffee Sweet every day. Sweet and low. Yeah. Man, it tastes crazy. It tastes crazy. It hits all the wrong notes in my mouth. I can't even handle it. Um, I don't know date. when this is coming out, but this we might is, be in Alaska. We're in Alaska. Okay. Yeah. Have I performed in Alaska you've, yet? You've, you've, you're done in Montana, and we're going to Alaska. Okay. So <laughs> March 2nd through 6th. Time machine. Time machine. <laughs> Weed and Grub is in Alaska. Um, that Friday, which I think is the third, mm -hmm. I'm going to be running my hour. Mary Jane, will you perform? You're going to perform. Yeah, I'll perform. I'll do. I'll do a. I'll open up for you. Okay. I'll do a easy ten. Somebody just listening goes open up. Oh. <laughs> And then March 8th uh, at the Comedy Store, Glazer's After Party, Rory Scovel, Paul Walter Hauser. Congrats on your win for Blackbird. I think a couple wins for Blackbird for Paul Walter Hauser. Fucking A. Uh, fucking A. Uh, Lisa Curry, uh, who's been on the show, uh, Jesus Trejo and Alex Hooper. That's going to be at the Comedy Store. It's probably going to sell out. Uh, March 18th at the UCB Theater. Uh, March 24th, again, this uh, LA charity event for Rake. And then March 30th, I'm taping my special at the Hollywood Improv, two shows. Producer Mark becomes director Mark. Uh, Mary Jane is going to be there. I want to sell out both of those shows, so I'm about to start promoting it. But if you happen to be in LA or you know anyone in LA, come to my taping. Um, it's six years of comedy. I'm so excited. And it's just time. Yep, it's time. It's ding, fucking ding, time. I'm so excited. And it's then, fantastic. cut to 420. Yeah, Ice House in Pasadena, Weed and Grub Live. We've got games. We've got giveaways. We've got guests. We've got ganja. We've got guns. Great hair. Great hair. Great hair. <laughs> did you say guns? <laughs> what did you say? I, not guns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a fun hang. Thanks for kicking it. Yeah. This is good. Great, great hang. And um, oh, follow us at Weed and Grub. Um, our yep. TikTok is at Mike and Mary Jane. Our YouTube is at Weed and Grub. Um, Mary Jane's address is... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, if you want to email us at wg at weedandgrub.com, we love hearing from folks with uh, suggestions of things that you want to hear us talk about, or you can just DM us. And also, please leave a review for us if you're listening to us in a place where you can leave a review, which I think you can on all platforms. Yeah, even on Spotify, a five-star helps yeah. bump us up. Beat Burt Kreischer this year. I'm coming for the machine. <laughs> hit those stars. Hit those reviews. We are so appreciative of you and everything that you do for us. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>